Welcome to Ellie's Coffee Talks, the podcast featuring creative entrepreneurs in the Basel area over the best cups of coffee in the best cafes. Welcome, Melanie. We're here in Zurich at Minerva Lounge. <laughs> It's a co-working space. Do you want to introduce yourself? Yes, I'm Melanie Kovac. I am 32 years <laughs> since a week now. Yeah. <laughs> I am based here in Zurich at the moment. I am the founder of Mass21 Academy that I started when I was 28. And I just sold it by the end of last year. I just uh, graduated, so to speak, from uh, the Fink uh, Creative, uh, School of Creative Leadership in Amsterdam really loved that program. We just were able to uh, finish in the beginning of March before uh, lockdown. Oh. oh yeah, you went there one last time. Yeah. Because you had to go many a few times to Amsterdam. For yeah, that. it's a half year program. It started in September for me. Yeah. And then uh, March was the last week. And what did you do there? Good question. <laughs> many different things, huh? Yeah, it's, uh, it has like basically two parts so one is the leadership part which of course starts with yourself um, who are you and, and uh, all that and the other part is kind of innovation work we learned a lot of tools and the process to create any new product or service mm -hmm. <clears throat> or movement so to speak actually But also a lot of creative things, right? Like improv or... Well, yeah, they used uh, stuff like this. We had an improv teacher yeah. also for the innovation uh, classes. Yeah. So they uh, did a lot of eye-openers. It's too bad we don't have a camera. Otherwise, I could show one <laughs> right now. But basically, not just to have fun, but they used the improv, uh, like yes and and stuff like this to to for the innovation, like to spark ideas and brainstorm. Mm -hmm. Or it was always an eye opener, but not just for the fun of it, but um, to convey an idea in to, a fun way to wake up uh, creativity or the idea. In yeah, the or whatever. Like one time, we actually we had like these blocks in the room. And they made three teams and they briefed, gave us all a different briefing. And they told us we had to, uh, I mean, in our briefing, it was we had to turn all the blocks upside down. Mm -hmm. It was like cubes where we were sitting on. And then and we didn't know the briefing of the other two groups. Oh, and okay. uh, that was kind of a big competition starting. But then it turns <laughs> out <laughs> that uh, one group actually had to stack them on top of each other. Mm -hmm. We had to turn them. Mm -hmm. And the third group had to put them all in one corner. And if you think about it, I mean, everybody can actually accomplish their goal together. It, you just have to agree on the corner and stack it and turn it upside down. Mm -hmm. But people didn't get it. People were just like, we have to fulfill our mission, our team. It was so competitive mm -hmm. that, uh, yeah, we were like, shit. Like, we always talk about collaboration. Mm -hmm. But turns out we all have this bias, like this competitive nature in us. Uh, and that was really eye-opening. That was the point of the exercise? Exactly. That was one of those eye-openers. Yeah, like, okay, okay. It was always kind of little exercises <laughs> like this. And then you're like, oh, shit, yeah, I do have yeah, this bias. Yeah, and of yeah. course we can talk about, oh, we should all collaborate uh, yeah, yeah. to solve our complex problems. 
problems. But in the end, we have to be aware that there is a competitive. Yeah. Uh, so it's also like uh, learning about yourself a lot. Yeah, a lot about yourself and about others yeah. and uh, how you best. Uh, yeah. And how them. and understand why people behave the way they behave in companies then or when they work together. Yeah, exactly. So it was all about understanding who you are, how the others are, and then also standing up for yourself. Mm-hmm. By You also shared like an exercise where you went on stage and you had to, people had to say what they were thinking of you or something before oh, yeah, you started right. speaking. Yeah, right? that's the 30, 30, 30, as they call it, or leaders on stage. Um, that was actually on the first day. <laughs> so <laughs> we were yeah, 30 people yeah. from 18 different countries. We didn't know each other. Um, and we started off by, yeah, I mean, we had a walk in the countryside. Uh, it was very gray, actually, and rainy <laughs> in the Dutch countryside. And then we, at some point we arrived there and we had lunch. And then afterwards, the first official part after we designed like a design alliance how we want to interact that was the first exercise um, towards the evening and it goes like this you um, get 30 seconds to stand in front of the others mm -hmm. silent and then 30 seconds you are allowed to say anything uh, while you're here that was the question And the last 30 seconds, the other 29 have time to write you a short mm. note how mm. you come across. Mm. Um, and you are surprised to see the, the notes after? Not that wrote? much. There were No, I think they actually... The, the surprising thing was that they caught it very well. Mm. I mean, if there is a hint of you're shy or, or uncomfortable yeah. or you're... Um, Yeah, whatever. It, it just uh, it comes across. But uh, my my thought back then was like, I'm just gonna stand here and and send everybody love or, or kindness with my eyes in the 30 seconds of silence, mm -hmm. and to not freak out because my brain was like, oh my god, like 29 pair of eyes are looking at you. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like I was conscious of that. I was like, just I'm just gonna send that kind of uh, energy and I guess it worked yeah. <laughs> <laughs> at least, I, gonna, I, at least I, I felt good and I didn't yeah, freak out exactly <laughs> which is one of the the positive effects of this practice right where did you um, hear about that practice sending love well maybe from you <laughs> No, no, right? I, I, don't, I don't know. Yeah, I guess in some yoga practice or some meditation <laughs> practice, yeah, yeah. I can't remember. Yeah. So you do that often? Yeah, I try to meditate every day, either in the morning, sometimes also in the evenings. Or I journal, which mm -hmm. I believe is also a way of meditating because you're present with your thoughts. Mm-hmm. So you journal, you do the morning pages, like writing yeah, exactly. without stopping. Yeah. yeah, I'm listening to her book right now. Ah, it's oh, so Cameron. amazing. Which one, the artist way? Yeah, 
great. I heard of it in a long time, but Bianca recommended it to me mm. again. <laughs> and I was like, okay. And she start, talks about creativity and spirituality. And, and I'm like, oh, this is the shit. <laughs> and do you do the exercises as well? The thing is, I'm listening to the book. Yeah, that's so right. So it's uh, tricky to, because mm. I'm walking and then... Mm. I, I'm gonna get the paper version mm -hmm. so I can come back to it. Yeah, that's why I, I was asking. I believe yeah. in the paper version, it's easier. Yeah. She also has a workbook, so maybe you just yeah. get the workbook. And she has a new book coming out this year. She has so many books already. What's the new one? I'm not sure about the title. I saw it on Instagram mm -hmm. and I was super surprised that she was on Instagram because she's older. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess you have someone who takes care of that, but I was like, oh my god, <laughs> anyway. So is Stephen Pressfield, by the way. Oh, is he? Yeah. <laughs> is he old too? I don't know his age, but he's definitely older than we are. Yeah, I will follow him. He's cool. wise. <laughs> yeah, so let's jump on that topic then. <laughs> This podcast is like, whatever, <laughs> just whatever. Um, you listened to or read the book not long ago, or, or I don't know, when did you... You mean Stephen Pressfield? Yeah, one? The Art of War, the War of Art. Art. I um, read it a while ago, okay. like probably when I started Mass 21, so around mm. four years ago or mm -hmm. so. And then I also read Do the Work and uh, Turning Pro. Turning mm -hmm. Pro I just reread recently actually. Oh, yeah. Was a great insight again to realize uh, yeah how, how many people actually have shadow careers or they 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 get really good at what they do. Mm -hmm. um, so for example I have a friend of mine and she's this talented singer but she gave up singing on stage because she froze once. Um, in her beginning early 20s mm -hmm. and then she stopped like singing mm -hmm. at all and she's like this creative producer and really talented oh, yeah. but actually I think what she's supposed to be doing her calling is to to sing and just recently she reconnected with that mm -hmm. and the book is about that you know that you can actually be a professional in a shadow career yeah um, I think she talks about it too the one who wrote um, the uh, Cameron yeah mm. Julia or Patricia I always Julia I think yeah, yeah I think she's called Julia yeah it's so fascinating oh, Patricia is the one of improv wisdom mm. you have the name of the book it's called improv wisdom that's the name of the book yeah All right. <laughs> yeah, so you, you read Turning Pro, and did that uh, make you want to write every day or recently? Because you committed recently to mm. really write every day. Yeah, it's been... Actually, today I haven't yet, but yesterday was the 42nd day or so that I mm -hmm. wrote in a row on Co-Writers app. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, it's the one thing I've been doing consistently over the whole, almost the whole time of lockdown. Mm -hmm. um, why did I decide to write every day? I don't think 
it was because of reading Turning Pro. I already wrote every day, like I made a challenge of it, the 30 days content challenge last September. And mm -hmm. I, I got together a group of other women who wanted to do that. So on Instagram? <clears throat> on Instagram and we had kind of our WhatsApp support group mm -hmm. texting each other like today I'm done, mm -hmm. like well done, whatever. Mm -hmm. Yeah, then I, I, I stopped writing every day because there was like handing over the company and, and uh, mm -hmm. the Think journey. Um, yeah, I don't know why I started again. Uh, but I w yeah, was, I think it was after... after Amsterdam and mm. when lockdown started I was like I want to get back into this habit mm -hmm. because it helps me think so mm -hmm. much and it, it sparks my creativity every time even though I don't feel motivated sometimes to start when I start and afterwards once I had published like I got I get new ideas it's not kind of all mm -hmm. my creativity is used up for that piece mm -hmm, mm -hmm. but it's kind of it sparks more creativity for That's like the interesting other things yeah like what business idea or yeah for example or just random stuff like oh, I want to cook this or I want to mm -hmm. read this or yeah 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 cool yeah because you were talking about that for a a long time that you wanted to write and at some point we were like okay we're gonna write every day yeah. and maybe we started and then we stopped yeah because life but actually just resistance right yeah. or just excuses <laughs> or so cool that you started and yeah i believe for anything that you really want to do in life yeah. you have to make it a habit mm. otherwise i mean It's no no news, <laughs> but that's why I was like, okay, I really want to write, and I've been saying it for such a long yeah. time. Now I'm gonna make it a challenge and write every day. Yeah. Um, and also, of course, I I would like to see my writing improve, mm -hmm. and I also feel like I can use it for the business, mm -hmm, uh, mm -hmm. content marketing, you know, or just in general producing content. Mm -hmm. And and you got uh, you're gonna get published, or you got already published in. Magazine. It will get published in uh, June. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, and I also feel like I'm learning so much. I'm experiencing so much. And I feel like writing is a way that I can share what I learned. And maybe somebody picks it up and it's helpful for them or yeah. inspiring or it sparks a reflection or mm -hmm. discussion even. Um, yeah. So it's also kind of that I, I feel like I, I should share what I am lucky enough to experience and learn. And also you were talking, I asked you one Sunday, uh, how do you write? Do you, uh, what's your routine? You know, mm. and you wrote that Instagram post. Yeah. And I don't know if it was, <laughs> it was after that, no? Yeah. 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 Uh, do you want to share quickly what you wrote on that post? Maybe for people to make it a habit? Sure, if, if I remember. <laughs> Let's check Instagram. <laughs> um, uh, first thing see. was sit down, right? Yeah, you asked me whether I sit down every day um, or whether I wait for inspiration yeah, or something. Yeah, that's my favorite question. Like, Because sometimes I feel inspiration is coming mm -hmm. and if I don't do it, then it goes away, you know? And I unfortunately don't sit down apart from the morning pages, but I don't sit down consistently yet. So for me, it's always interesting to 
hear how other people are doing it and I heard another professional say I don't believe in inspiration and mm-hmm. she really has those and she's a, an illustrator and she does that professionally and she has kids and she has you know she has the schedule like from 10 till whatever she sits down mm-hmm. and work and then she has a break and then and I don't have that kind of structure in my life so <laughs> That's why I asked you, yeah. And you said, yeah, the, the most important is sitting down. Um, and even if you write, what, two words or one page, it's enough. And it's mission accomplished. Kind yeah, of. exactly. Yeah, now I remember, and I totally agree, like, don't wait for inspiration. Mm-hmm. It's also what Stephen Pressfield says, like, mm-hmm. as soon as you sit down and commit yeah. to do the work, the inspiration will come. Um, yeah. And so... Yeah, I, I make it. I try to make the habit easy in terms of yeah, I can write about whatever I feel like writing. So there is not like I need to write about this, and I don't judge the quality. Like uh, it's just I write whatever state I'm in at that in the, uh, that day. Mm-hmm. But I I don't feel bad afterwards. Like oh, this is not good enough, or it's not long enough, or whatever. Like I just write and. Uh, Yeah, I think Stephen Pressfield also says that at the end of the day, he doesn't ask himself, like, mm. did I write anything mm. good today? Uh, or how much did I write? He just asks, like, did I overcome resistance yeah. today? Like, basically, did I overcome fear and, and do the work? Yeah. Um, What is interesting that I noticed when I was uh, writing a blog post, some <laughs> I, the same blog post, one day I'm like, I'm a fucking genius. And then, and then, of course, genius, is it you who writes it? Is it whatever force that writes it? Okay. But sometimes, you know, I like to feel confident and I'm like, I'm fucking genius. Same blog post the next day. I'm like, oh my God, this is so shitty. I'm never going to post that. Yeah. Do you have that too? Yeah. Same thing. Huh? Yeah, sure. <laughs> It's crazy. Well, and, and I wanted to say to what you just said before, like when, of course, when inspiration strikes and you have a pen or your notebook or wherever you write, of course, write it down and use it, mm. but just don't wait for it because that's what yeah. the professionals, that's what yeah, differentiates yeah, yeah, yeah. The, mm. the amateurs from the professionals. Like yeah. the amateurs wait for inspiration and the professionals just do it any yeah. day. Like it's the same for also athletes, right? Like mm. they don't just train whenever they feel like, oh, yeah. today I'm in the mood of lifting some weights or to run whatever. Yeah, today nice, is a yeah. nice sunny day to go for a job, right? <laughs> they do it every fucking day and that's like how they add little improvements. Yeah. Um, it's a nice comparison, I think. Yeah. Mm. All right. It's my intention for next week. I wrote it down in my morning pages. <laughs> And it's a fucking right because Till was saying yesterday he was drawing and writing and he was like it makes me feel so good why don't I do it mm. more he knows it makes him but we're weird creatures he said huh? but <laughs> I agree well I agree <laughs> yeah because same like so much self-sabotage right mm. you know it's gonna make you feel good and yet you don't do it yeah like sports or like eating shit or yeah. <laughs> anyway yeah yesterday I actually had to declutter my old uh, room at uh, my parents yes. home and I found so much old stuff you know like from a whole school career 
and I was a long time in school, like including university, and uh, I actually <laughs> wrote in a newspaper um, at the time of high school. Yeah, and even before uh, something like the Scouts, it's called Jungwachtlaring. <laughs> I was a leader there, and they had a magazine that was published every uh, I don't know quarter probably. And uh, I was in the editorial team, and mm-hmm. I totally forgot. Mm-hmm. Interesting. And yeah, somehow I always loved writing, and I even found a note, like a diary. When I was 14, I wrote down, like, yeah, in the future I dream of, you know, like, some point going to high school, and then afterwards I want to become a journalist, or a photographer, oh, wow. or a teacher, <laughs> or a criminal, uh, how do you say, commissar? Yeah, of of watching too many or reading too many creamies probably. Yeah, and it's interesting how much like I forgot about that throughout my whole twenties, I guess. And I just recently reconnected with that desire to write, that creative. Yeah, and also actually, my (laughs) it was very funny to look at my old school books. I uh, I draw a lot, or or I, I colored stuff, and it was like. I mean, mm-hmm. no matter what kind, whether it's physics or chemistry or whatever the subject that I totally forgot everything about, <laughs> like the books were pretty because I was like <laughs> coloring them and stuff, and I totally forgot that. Like, yeah. So, and you actually started painting again, no? Yes, uh, for fun. Yeah, just for fun. And I feel I like think it can be good therapy also, to be honest, yes, because I, I do it intuitively with um, my my fingers and uh, acrylic yeah. like paint. It's a technique I learned from like a Cuban uh, painter here in Zurich in the beginning of the year, and you just listen to music. Mm. I put in Billie Eilish, uh, and then I whatever you know, I just grab whatever color and and put it with the hands on the canvas, and it's very hard to not go with the head that wants to make sense of the painting like what's that gonna be is it gonna be yeah. you know should be pretty yeah and just follow whatever you feel like um, painting and it like I just painted three times like this so far but in the end it always turned out beautiful mm-hmm. and it's you feel good after and during yeah it feels like whew. yeah a lot of my friends uh, I saw on Instagram started drawing and painting during the lockdown. Mm-hmm. And Elizabeth Gilbert talks about that. She <laughs> she says, um, you should have your painting set, or she has her painting set uh, ready in a corner of the room so that anytime if she wants to do it, she can, because it's already out there mm-hmm. ready to use. So, yeah, I guess it is mm-hmm. therapy. Mm-hmm. And um, cool, yeah. So during your twenties, so you studied business, right? Mm-hmm. International management. Uh-huh. And so was that yeah, what you really wanted to do from your heart, or or more like uh, something you thought you should? Because you said during your twenties you forgot what you actually wanted to do as a teenager. Mm-hmm. So no, the, I really wanted back. to do those studies. Okay. Um, I don't know how much was uh, what it was from the heart and how much, I don't know, but I really felt like I wanted to do these uh, studies uh, already in high school because it was in English, which is unique here in Switzerland. 
the bachelor program. Yeah. And we were allowed to go one year abroad. Yeah, so you wanted to travel, basically. <laughs> I really wanted to do those studies. <laughs> Same with my studies. I was like, an internship in Canada? Sure. <laughs> it was so shit, the program, but sure. Yeah. No, the program was also pretty cool because we had to apply. And um, they just took 40 of us or so, so it was kind of a bit elite, not mm-hmm. to say like... And like... We started off with a cooking class because they said cooking was like managing, you need to collaborate well and you need to time the stuff and whatever. Like we did this special phase because we were this like chosen class (laughs) and we had people from like China, the Bahamas and uh, it was really international class and we had a lot of cool uh, corporates collaborating with our uh, bachelor program so we did one project work with coca-cola and we learned a lot of, like we had to go there uh, every i don't know month or so throughout the year and present something and it was just it was uh, that's why i didn't want to go to like a to normal it was a university of applied sciences and it was a lot more practical mm-hmm. than it's unique here in Switzerland. I think that we mm-hmm. have this system, but a lot more practical than if the academic mm-hmm. vertical university. So I really wanted to do that program. I have this also because it was practical. Yes, and because it was international, because I mm-hmm. was allowed to go one year abroad. I went to Madrid and learned to speak Spanish fluently. So yeah, I, I really wanted to study that. Mm-hmm. Because it sounds really cool. Yes, and it was really cool. But afterwards, at some point, I was like, when I started working, I was like, what was was the job? Um, That was at the user experience design agency, I guess, where I was working with the software developers and the designers. And I kind of felt like, what did I really learn besides, you know, like management, I feel like is stuff that you could also if you read like the newspaper and the the economic part Mm -hmm. you get at the business section you get to learn a lot of that general knowledge Mm -hmm. so I felt like you know if you study medicine or law or anything you know then you go get to be more like an expert and that I struggled a lot for a long time with the notion of hey, I studied something very broad and I wanted to study something broad because I could never make my mind up where I wanted to go. But in the end, I was like, wow, these these other people that studied like law or medicine or something, they now have one domain where they're, they can call themselves an expert, right? And I just studied this general thing. I don't know, really know what I've learned. <laughs> um, but in hindsight, I, I believe we learned a lot to also present we had to pitch a lot and stuff mm-hmm. like this so yeah um, but so then it made you want to change uh, do your own thing or when did you start it was at that agency no did you start yeah well actually maybe I have to go one year um, uh, before so just when I graduated I that was the thing right I I always knew I wanted to do the studies and before the studies I even went to San Diego to get the English certificate that I needed to afterwards study the bachelor program in English Mm -hmm. and you know I planned and I had to go to work one year because 
I did high school, like the Matura, mm -hmm. and then go to the applied, uh, University of Applied Sciences, you need to have work experience because mm -hmm. there are also the ones cool. who do apprenticeships and then go to applied mm -hmm. university. Mm -hmm. So that I kind of did everything up mm -hmm. until the, the bachelor program and afterwards I had no idea what I wanted to do. I knew though, like I was really interested in entrepreneurship already during my studies. Like I remember with two friends who were always like filling in the business model canvas and discussing business ideas and <laughs> Ted, Sandro and Silvia. Yeah, I love it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know them. Um, but so anyway, like it was actually with Sandro and Silva we were at the startup event, mm -hmm. a startup weekend in Hamburg. Recently. Or no, then, no back, then, then. back then in, in 2013 when I graduated. And yeah, we were working on a business idea the whole weekend. Was, um, and on Monday, Silvan asked me like, whether I wanted to pursue the, this business idea like, when we, after we graduated and not apply for a regular job. Mm -hmm. And I was like, well, I don't know. Let me think about it because everybody else... I guess seem to apply for like these trainee programs and go to big corporates mm. like banks and, and insurances and stuff and then yeah at some point I was like yeah why not like let's let's do this and I felt like this year after I graduated I was was like an investment like even though if we didn't pursue the business idea further or that it failed <laughs> And it was kind of an other investment in learning one year and, and trying the business mm -hmm. idea out. And so we actually got into an accelerator and we're working half a year on that business idea. Mm -hmm. What and was it? <clears throat> it was a platform uh, for designers, mainly like il illustrators, uh, to <clears throat> make products out of their work, like, you know cushions or uh, marks mm -hmm. to put like the illustrations mm -hmm. on there because we had a friend who's a really talented uh, illustrator and she's really like the artist well she actually yeah but uh, a lot of illustrators and artists don't really care about marketing themselves and you know I know so we thought, <laughs> so we thought like we can help them you know we can make a platform yeah. and they can you know reach more people with their amazing designs mm -hmm. yeah but then we, we gave up after half a year into the people industry and well he actually had that before that was I one of the it. reasons we stopped because he said like listen I yeah. cannot do two startups at once and I was not that passionate about that idea mm -hmm. to pursue it by myself or find another co-founder so who knows Maybe, Maybe it would have been a success <laughs> if we hadn't given up. <laughs> but that made you see how what it takes to be your own boss. Yes. A little bit. Yeah. What it takes in business-wise also to do something like that. Yes. It's cool. Yeah, and I got to know a lot of... I learned a lot and I got to know a lot of interesting people mm -hmm. in the startup scene. And it was totally worth it. Mm -hmm. And then... <laughs> so then you got a job or you had a job in parallel to that or? no 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 well yeah I always had during that year like a 50% job mm. at a pharmaceutical company oh really <laughs> in marketing uh, oh. 
Yes, so. but it was marketing, like B2B marketing, mm-hmm. so not consumer-faced. And it was so strict because it was in medical products. Mm. You had to get the approval of two doctors to just print the flyer for a fair. <laughs> so not really creative, yeah. <laughs> like a lot of bureaucratic yeah. admin work. So I didn't really enjoy it. But I guess I learned a lot also yeah. how these companies work. And, yeah. and um, yeah, it paid, paid the rent. Yeah. So it was good to have. Mm-hmm. So you finished school. Then you went into, you had this 50% job in exactly. Canada, marketing. You were also doing this project with Sylvan and Sandro? Just Sylvan, actually. Sandro okay. was back then in New York working at a startup. Great for you, Sandro. <laughs> I still regret that I have never visited him in, in New York. Uh. <laughs> you had a great time there. Yeah, for sure. He, he just yesterday told me that he was in the same co-working space as lots of startups who got famous by now. Oh, nice. So yeah, I um, we we stopped working on that first startup idea yeah. after uni. And then, kind of at that startup weekend um, that you know, we participated in, we also organized it afterwards in Zurich. Oh. And there I realized... There were very few women uh, mm. participating. Or actually, they were participating, but they were not really like confidently taking the stage and pitching their business ideas to form a team and lead a team afterwards throughout the weekend. Because, you know, you get there on Friday night and everybody that has a business idea pitches it. Mm-hmm. And then people vote for the best ideas. And then they form teams. And so, yeah, I felt like... There were not a lot of female participants back then. It changed by now, luckily. Um, and it was hard to find female entrepreneurs who wanted to coach on Saturdays or judge on, on Sunday. Because we didn't want to have the, just anybody who really wanted to, to make it from entrepreneurs for entrepreneurs. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> And so that led to uh, founding the Association Aspire, um, where we fostered female entrepreneurship. And the first initiative we did was to interview 27 female entrepreneurs throughout whole Switzerland. And that's um, how I actually ended up getting the job then at the digital agency. Because I, I realized, yeah, I was totally not happy with that marketing job at the pharma yeah. company. And I realized I was doing all those things I loved, like organizing startup weekend, like, um, yeah, just the, the, the doing the, do my own startup or yeah. doing the association. Yeah. But nothing of that paid my rent. And Tell at that point, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm still there, you know. <laughs> I didn't figure this out in my 20s, but in my 30s. Well, I'm also a bit back there. But uh, yeah, so I was like mentioning at one of the interviews with one of the entrepreneurs that I was looking for a normal job, but one that I enjoyed full time. Uh, And yeah, like this first year after university, you know, just exploring different uh, projects, really... um, Gave yeah. me the insight, like what I like doing. Mm. For like this year was really great for me because I, I I figured, you know, 
I really love networking. I love mm. uh, working in small teams. Mm. So I didn't want to go to a big corporation. Mm. I realized I, I like building relationships. So I could imagine doing client work. Um, I realized I'm not bad in communication. So I felt like, yeah, that or project-based work. So that's what I kind of knew that I could go into. And I mentioned that to her. And she was like, yeah, well, we actually meet somebody at our agency uh, with a business mindset mm -hmm. and, you know, building a relationship with clients. And that's how I got the job offer there. So cool. I didn't want to take it right away, though, because I was like, this was way too easy. Yeah. <laughs> I need to check out a few other options. And I checked out a few other options, but then I was like, no, this one is really cool and, and I really want to take it. Synchronicity? <laughs> nah. <laughs> That's an interesting thing to talk about, I think. No? Yeah. Quickly. Sure. That uh, we always think it needs to be hard mm -hmm. and we need to yeah, work hard to get it. Mm -hmm. But actually, no. No? If you think back of what you did, okay, you need to work. But yeah. no, actually, what do you have to say about that? When you look back at your career and your company... Was it easy to, to found uh, Master 21? From the moment you got the idea? Or you no, went for it? No, it was not easy, to be honest. I guess, you know, like just the actual steps of registering the company is easy, but then, you know, really believing that I could do it and really, you know, I was talking about the idea for about two years. <laughs> and at some point, Rodrigo, my boyfriend, was so pissed off he was like we're just gonna do it now I'll build you a website and you're just gonna do it now and and yeah he kind of gave me a kick in the ass and I'm really grateful for that so but it was just I mean not just it's a huge topic but your resistance towards doing it because he did see he he built you a website It not, it's not like you had to pay 10,000 to make a website, you know, and, and go there, look for someone who designs. No, he was like, okay, website done. Well, <laughs> we, had a lot, we had a lot of arguments about the website because we, we, we realized we totally don't agree on the design. Like, he wanted to make it quirky and cute and whatever. And I was like, no, it needs to be simple and sleek and sexy or whatever and it was like we totally didn't agree we we, we fought a lot now not fought but argued uh, a lot about that website let's talk in the about end, business it, and relationships it, it, <laughs> in the end it didn't matter like the website worked and was out there and uh, I'm how do you say a bit by now ashamed of it but I guess no. that's how you start like if That, that, that's the saying, right? If you wait too long and you're totally okay with the first thing you put out there, you waited too long. Like, it doesn't need to be perfect. Just put it out there. Yeah, yeah, for sure. doesn't need to be perfect. But I think it's cool. Um, what were we talking about? I don't even know. The Does it need to be hard? I am synchronicity. So anyway, you got the. But so I got. I, I had a long time this mindset of mm -hmm. you know I need to work hard. Uh, 
there was also throughout the whole school yeah, system, that's right? What, yeah, society. That you get that stuff. Um, and it even I will go back to Christianity, you know. Or in Korea, yeah. yeah. Or in Zurich, right? Like Zwingli, Switzerland in general. Mm. Yeah. Well, Basel, they're a bit more hippies, maybe, but that's why I had to go to Bali in the beginning of the year. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes just to escape the busy, hardworking yeah. life here. Yeah. But I mean, it's. Imp- I think you can work, but you. Kyle Seas says that he used to be a comedian for 20 years and then I don't know how he discovered meditation and spirituality and all that and he says yeah no it doesn't need to be hard but or like Dr. Joe Dispenza you know he, but you need to do the meditations and the, you need to, to do some kind of work maybe but what I want to believe in is that you need to meditate and do the stillness work and then the rest will unfold or you need meet the right people or mm-hmm. but doesn't I never thought about this working hard I never was into this mm. in French <laughs> <laughs> but also <laughs> um how can I phrase that so I don't sound lazy <laughs> I will put the work into it you know yeah. but I believe in sometimes you have to do like admin work that you don't like doing okay sometimes you have to do that but most of the work I believe should be fun for yourself most of it and flow and and sometimes maybe you you find roadblocks And it's your own decision. Sometimes I believe it's the universe telling you, oh, are you testing you? Do you really want to do this? Yes? Okay, let's get over this. But if there are too many roadblocks, I think you should drop it. That's my my mindset. That's why I stopped teaching yoga. Mm-hmm. You know? mm-hmm. Like at the beginning, okay. And that's what the swimmer... No, actually, he was not talking about that, but I was thinking that when he was talking, when you did the TED Talk in St. Gallen, and this swimmer, can you remember his name? Ah, uh, Deshan. Yeah. He was uh, talking about his swimming car- career and how bad he wanted it, and then he actually he, he worked so hard mm-hmm. for it, mm-hmm. but at some point his body just didn't want to continue. Mm-hmm. And I saw that because I had back problems at that time as... It's not, you're not supposed to do that. Mm-hmm. You know, sometimes, most of the time you choose what to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, sometimes maybe the universe is like, no, there's something better for you. Mm-hmm. And not because you're a shitty human being, you know, but because there's something better and you should not be, be doing this. And mm-hmm. that's what I believe in. That's, at the beginning I had back pain. I thought, oh my God, it's horrible. And let's see how long it lasts. I'm still going to do it, you mm-hmm. know. Or even at the beginning of teaching yoga was hard because of financial financially it's like not like <laughs> it's like okay do you really want to do that okay go in every studio in town and teach your class and so and be a waitress on the side to pay your rent or whatever but 
it was already not easy but i was like no no i really want it i really want it and then boom body mm -hmm. okay i'm still gonna do it i cannot bend forward but i'm still gonna do it because this is what i do and this is what i always wanted to do and then at some point okay maybe maybe i will stop doing it i remember at some point my uh, one of my boss called me and i had already taken the decision to go I'm talking a bit so you can rest. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was just trying to make sure it really records and I was seeing how long we were already talking. Yeah, I knew it. <laughs> um, so, yeah, my boss called me. I had already taken the decision to go to Germany to move with, to be with Tim and... Um, And she calls me and says, hey, there's finally, you can teach corporate classes. Mm -hmm. and, I remember. And I was like, oh my God, finally, you know, because then that means you can pay your rent easily. Mm -hmm. And and I was like, ah, I, I'll think about it. I have to talk about it with Till. And and I was sitting in my kitchen, on my kitchen chair. And I, as I stood up, I was like, oh my God. <laughs> my back mm -hmm. and then I was like oh okay that no no I'm not gonna do it mm -hmm. so yeah that's what I mean by working hard or yeah trying. I guess it's really tr uh, a thin line right like yeah, we're yeah. tricky yeah um, definitely thing to figure out like how much is resistance and mm -hmm. you know you mm -hmm. just have to prove mm -hmm. to the universe or whoever wh whomever that you really set your mind to this mm -hmm. and it's just obstacles and resistance or how much is it really like no maybe I'm just trying too hard and, mm -hmm. and this is not mm -hmm. what I'm mm -hmm. meant to mm -hmm. be doing so it, it's a tricky uh, it's you don't know hard right to away. figure it out yeah. right yeah but I guess I just thought for myself about this that it, it needs to be there needs to be alignment Basically, you know, when you described uh, the swimmer, mm -hmm. I guess he was very much from uh, driven from the mind. Mm -hmm. So there needs to be alignment mm -hmm. between like what does your body tell you mm -hmm. and your heart mm -hmm. <laughs> and what does your mind want? Because I guess if these are fighting all the time, yeah. it's not the right way to go. Mm -hmm. And how did you learn that? How did you learn to listen Yeah, it's a good question. Like some part is definitely that I dared to listen more at the, thanks to the Think Leadership course. Mm -hmm. Before I remember, as at some for some time I was actually afraid. You know, like when I listen too much to my heart, like I'm not going to be successful anymore, or I'm not going to, you know do the work that's required and, and I can survive in this um, in, in the business world for example and and now I think I'm more in touch with it and I kind of lost that fear that uh, yeah that my heart demands me to do outrageous crazy <laughs> things if, if I want to follow it um, But yeah, that, that's just recently actually. Yeah. Uh, because at, for some time I had like this fight between like what does my heart want and what does my mind want. Um, 
And one example is, for for example, at Mass 21, like I really, mm-hmm. really desired to have a business partner for a long time. Mm-hmm. And then I uh, thought I would just employ uh, somebody mm-hmm. as an employee and then get them t- towards, you know, uh, at some point making them business partner mm-hmm. if it fits. Mm-hmm. And that was really my heart, wanting that business partner. Mm-hmm. And I was kind of ignorant that somehow it was not the right time and I was forcing it. In the end, it, it didn't work. I had to let her go mm-hmm. also because of other um, reasons. I, I, I uh, think she's great and we still have a good relationship, but it didn't work out. And there I was like, damn it, like I listened to my heart <laughs> and it didn't work out, right? Like, should I always now follow my mind but in business you didn't really listen to your heart because what you really wanted was a partner and you got an employee and you thought she will become a partner but then she didn't yeah so you still we don't know what would have happened mm-hmm. I, I still believe actually if she if I had given her more time mm-hmm She would have probably been a good business partner, but it was just her first um, job in the startup world as well. And as a startup as well, or actually I don't like the term startup, but as a young company still finding your business model and experimenting, you don't have a lot of runway to give people time to develop. That's the hard uh, fact. And Yeah, it's just, I mean, ideally, if I had a bigger company, I would have put her in a different position mm-hmm. where she could really, you know, uh, use her strength mm-hmm. and do the, the things she's best at. But somehow I needed her to do sales or whatever yeah. we needed to yeah. finance also her salary. And that was like a hard um, realization for me. Yeah. Uh, because I always felt like, yeah, you know, I, I like these people and they're a good fit also personally. So the rest will follow. We'll make it work somehow. And at some point I had to realize like I'm too idealistic. I cannot make everything work uh, in, a, in a short, especially in a short uh, amount of time. I need to accept some limitations and I cannot. Uh, otherwise it's just also not fair towards the other people uh, or person and the team. Because you have an expectation that they won't, will never be able to fulfill. Yeah, and she actually told me that at some point, that she felt these ex- expectations, she would never be able mm-hmm. to make me mm-hmm. happy. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> yeah, it, it was a good learning for me. Yeah, mm-hmm. How I want to be as a leader in the future. Because all that yeah. stuff that you're not aware of, yeah. um, you just inflicted as pain on somebody else mm-hmm. but it's great in you, we have to see it as a learning experience right yeah well, life is a learning experience mm-hmm. and that's also why I love being an entrepreneur because I believe you get to learn so much in such a short amount of time because they also say yeah, every too. business problem is at its core a personal problem so if you want to scale your company you have to grow yourself Uh, and I always say working for yourself is working on yourself mm-hmm. and it's so true because mm-hmm. you do everything 
you learn so much about yourself because you have to do everything yourself mm -hmm. first. Mm -hmm. So you're oh, I can do that. Oh, I don't like to do that. Oh. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then and then you go into the personal development like mm -hmm. you you did too. Mm -hmm. And it's probably started then, no? You or were you into personal de development before creating your own business? No, actually not. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's an interesting observation. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, for example, figured out that even though I always wanted to have a team, because that's just how you know a definition of success. For example, you know you're mm -hmm. able to scale your company and to afford to pay uh, mm -hmm. team members so I was really proud of that but I actually figured out <laughs> no. I don't really like managing the team yeah, yeah. Uh, and yeah so in the end you sold the company yes for a lot of reasons though mm -hmm. I also realized my heart was not uh, in what we were doing mm -hmm. I was more in love with how we were doing it So more the joyful learning aspect and I realized I didn't really care what we teach, like coding or anything. Mm -hmm. And I also wanted to put myself more out there in terms of, you know, I always had teachers teaching what I sold and marketed. And of course, I also was on stage a lot and I was invited to give keynote speeches, etc. So I wasn't like hiding mm -hmm. <laughs> but still like the stuff that I sold and all the courses and um, other people were yeah. delivering it yeah. and I wanted to challenge myself mm -hmm. to also put myself out there mm -hmm. more but to, to teach think. or not necessarily teaching or yeah I think slowly teaching. I can imagine myself teaching I realized I, I learned so much in the past three years building up as 21 and even before it's not not my first company so to speak or first uh, first endeavor or venture and uh, yeah I feel like there's so many people out there with a dream of starting their own companies or turning their passions into um, a profitable business that I feel like can support and share my learnings so that's that's something I want to do next. So that's going to be your next business, helping people how to start a business. Yeah, more or less. I have, I have to figure out the specifics. Like first, I will start the podcast, <laughs> my podcast. Uh, yeah, but then I. Uh... But the podcast is about education. Yes. Yeah. Well, not just education like the system, more about, I will call it joyful learning. Mm -hmm. So it will also be about the process of learning, how do we learn, mm -hmm. like what kind of learning experience do we create. And yeah, I want to speak with people who made it like their passion or whatever, their expertise, a business by teaching others. So um, entrepreneurs who offer courses and workshops. Mm -hmm. And I'm especially interested to talk to people who now moved online about their experience moving their classes and workshops online. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, that's gonna be amazing. You're gonna <laughs> find you already found people to talk about these things, right? Yeah, I'm so excited. So I didn't. It's like, how do you say that uh, news like that's uh, that nobody knows yet? You know? <laughs> yes. How do you say this? Yeah, you can spo uh, spoiler spill the, be spill, spill the beans here <laughs> <laughs> or. If that's the same. <laughs> <laughs> so cool. Um, just quickly, because we didn't talk about it in the end, Master 21 oh, yeah. was about uh, teaching people how to code. Exactly. Mostly. So the mission actually was to empower people to shape the digital world more by learning the basics of coding. Mm -hmm. Because <clears throat> I had that experience that I was working with software developers mm -hmm. And on the one hand, I was really like uh, fascinated <laughs> yeah. by the code they wrote. <laughs> Every time I peeked into their screens, like I was, wow, this yeah. looks like magic. Yeah. And uh, so I wanted to learn the basics for yeah. myself. And yeah, back at, at university, I really felt like it was not the way for me to learn it, way too theoretical mm -hmm. and abstract. Mm -hmm. um, so there was one reason. And on the other way, I felt like You know, people developing digital products or services, there is a lot of interdisciplinary teams. So mm -hmm. a product manager, marketing manager, a designer, a software developer. And they don't speak the same language. Mm -hmm. And I wanted to, yeah, educate the people who are working with software developers mm -hmm. to speak the same la mm -hmm. uh, language so they can speak on eye level There were also some people who wanted to change into more technical careers mm -hmm. and some people who just didn't want to be dependent on developers mm -hmm. or call their bullshit if, if uh, that happened to be able to say no, like that doesn't take mm -hmm. a month to mm -hmm. develop that website or whatever or I can quickly change or adapt something myself to be more empowered. And... Uh, Yes, now they're about to also launch online coding classes. You know, I'm still on the advisory board of Mass 21. <laughs> yeah, um, so they're going to do that online. Yes. Like same kind of workshops or, or something totally different or... You mean content-wise or... Yeah, just online or they're changing the concept. Well... Well, not the concept, but... They will, the I don't know all the details yet, they're in the making now, mm -hmm. but there will be like a live event or like a coaching element. It will probably not be a pure online course mm -hmm. because, yeah, it's proven that just pure online courses, people don't complete it mm -hmm. and some kind of accountability mm -hmm. and, and community mm -hmm. <clears throat> just helps. Yeah, for sure. It's too easy to register to an online course, right? Yeah. And then they're like, ah, no. Yeah, I, I experienced it myself <laughs> with uh, meditation courses, for example. <laughs> you haven't finished. No. <laughs> <laughs> the one from Dr. Yeah. Dispenser. Yeah. So, but I can still do it. Of course. Yeah. Um, so that was Master 21. And now the new thing is uh, apparently teaching people who want to have their own business 
how to do it yes. and the podcast yes and writing well it will all fit together right because i, yeah. I can write about that stuff i can mm -hmm. interview experts in these areas mm -hmm. it's so cool yes i'm really excited so it's going to be called joyful learning the podcast yeah. yes And the other one, I'm, to be honest, not yet sure whether it will be just my name, the brand, mm -hmm. or whether I want to have a different brand. Let's see. I haven't decided on that yet. So cool. When is the first podcast coming out? Probably before this podcast is coming out. The plan is to uh, release it July 1st. So I want ah, to record. Do I have time? <laughs> I want to record. Like people advised me to record uh, 10 episodes first, and then I'm gonna. That's go. a good advice. Yeah. I wish I would have known that. <laughs> and so I, I'll, I'm working on that. I have four interviews this week, and then another few in the following weeks, and then. I will figure out how to edit it and then I'll figure out how to distribute it step by step and then I want to launch it July 1st on, on every all the platform. major platforms, mm. Spotify or wherever people get their podcasts. <laughs> cool, that's really cool. And what kind of people are you going to interview? What do they do? So it's entrepreneurs in the education space, but education like very broad They just, their companies or organizations' mission is to educate people or, you know, by teaching skills. And it, it can be uh, any course or workshop. Yeah. yeah, like Bianca, social media coach or something like that. That could be. Um, I'm interviewing somebody who's teaching um, migrants uh, entrepreneurial skills. Mm -hmm. I'm interviewing somebody who has a platform with lots of different courses that um, mainly corporates can book. Mm -hmm. I'm interviewing somebody um, who is also teaching entrepreneurial skills or tutoring. Mm -hmm. So cool! Yeah, can't wait. Shall we? You can we'll see on, but a few words about. Um, post coronavirus like how it is now mostly because we were starting to talk about it uh, outside and uh, let's see if i put it out or not but i i just this week i i just told you before right like i had a lot of dinner dates already and a lot of plans <laughs> it was your birthday on monday so sure But I still feel like, oh, I want to go back to the cocoon and, yeah. and you know. Um, It's crazy how fast a day go by, goes by when you do things you love mm -hmm. by yourself, mm -hmm. no? Like, yeah. And you probably did some journaling and some meditation and writing and mm -hmm. painting. And then, <laughs> boom, day was gone. Mm -hmm. No? Yeah, and, and thinking about the podcast. Yeah. And I also did two mastermind sessions. It's also something I want to offer at some point with bringing entrepreneurs together mm -hmm. to share their challenges mm -hmm. and um, support each other, mm -hmm. hold each other accountable. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So, yeah, I explored that idea. I explored another business idea <coughs> with a learning platform and community. 
So, yeah, I felt like, it's, yeah, it, it passed quickly the last mm-hmm, eight weeks. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Never bored. No. No. <laughs> Cannot. I heard lots of people say that. I heard not my friends, but other people. It's so bored. Okay, if your main interests are outside and playing football and things like this, okay, it must have been hard, but... I believe as soon as you kind of know this is my purpose, this is why I get up every morning, this is my mission or whatever you want to call it, your calling. Your why. Your why. Mm -hmm. You're not bored because there's always something to do. Mm -hmm. Or taking time is cool. Chill. Yeah. It goes by quickly when you chill. <laughs> I know. <laughs> yeah, that, that's sometimes hard to chill. No, but you have a self-care practice. Yeah. You, you know how to chill if you want to. Yeah. Yin yoga. Yeah. I miss your classes <laughs> on Sundays. In Basel. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. Or online. I'm recording yoga nidras <laughs> and meditations. Oh, yeah, right. Yeah. Well, it's the record, but I still... No, I haven't downloaded it mm-hmm. yet. And so it's probably gone. Yeah. <laughs> so I'll send it to you again. Yes. <laughs> um, yeah, yesterday I recorded body scans at the river. So you... It's like a waterfall effect, but it's not a waterfall. <laughs> yeah. So it's coming out slowly. I like to record meditations. I think Great. it's very useful for people. I look forward to it. I almost stopped that podcast to to do that full time. You know, oh, full time. <laughs> so, yeah, trying out. We'll see. Yeah, I think that that's the key, right? Like trying mm-hmm. out. Mm-hmm. For see. me, like I, I to come back to that first year after university. I tried yeah. out so many yeah. things and I believe you need to try out to find your path like uh, what what's your why on the one hand but mm-hmm. also how you want to do the work for example in marketing there's so many different channels you know like podcasting blogging mm. whatever like social media for some people social me- social media is just not for them mm-hmm. for some people you know like or just within social media for some people twitter is for them for other people it's instagram for other people it's a podcast for other people it's mm-hmm. youtube videos so and then in general like you know do you rather want to do sales and have one-on-one mm-hmm. calls or do you want to you know market to big audiences what's what's how do you want to do what you do mm-hmm. and I believe um, yeah you have to try out different things mm-hmm. to figure out what's the way you want to do business mm-hmm. and that's also something I, I I learned during Mass 21 because in the beginning I was like what's the right way to you know uh, uh, yeah. build this business and, and scale it you know, somebody needs to tell me the right way to do this and the five steps or whatever. Mm-hmm. And at some point I was just like, okay, I see you, I hear you, that's your way, mm-hmm. but it doesn't feel right for me, mm-hmm. it's not my way. And yeah, I believe there are a lot of different ways, paths towards Rome, as they say, right? <laughs> and there are a lot of different ways how to build a business. Mm-hmm. 
and also there you have to try and experiment mm -hmm. and explore mm -hmm. to find your way mm -hmm. I very much agree with that my, my 20s were like still like that actually but <laughs> like doing something every year it was different studying this studying that trying so many things mm -hmm. and because you always also make up a, an image of how it's gonna be like to be XYZ you mm -hmm. know this position or in that job in mm -hmm. that field and in the end it's not quite how you pictured it yeah. right yeah. so it's very important to go for it and actually do it learn on the way anyway but I, I struggled with that for a long time Mm -hmm. until recently until probably a couple years ago maybe with Dryland or something that um, I was like oh my god my resume looks like shit I did all these different things I have so many gaps in between studies, work, jobs because I traveled or yeah, mainly because of that Or was unemployed or unemployed and traveled <laughs> <laughs> mostly no but I, I really thought oh I envied those people who had this expertise you know mm -hmm. we were talking about earlier but then I realized wow actually all these things I studies I can use them at some point mm -hmm. I know how to do organize events so I'm gonna do my own and oh actually it's a lot of work do I really want to organize events like mm -hmm. you, you everything you learn and do is gonna be useful at some point mm -hmm. or don't think you're gonna you did this for nothing mm -hmm. because it's never for nothing and I had to tell myself that and be okay with being a generalist mm -hmm. you know it's not my words I can't remember who said it My neighbor, I think. <laughs> I'm a general. Thursday night around pizza and wine, like I'm a generalist, and and it's okay actually, and and get to know yourself, and owning a business is a great way to know yourself, mm -hmm. even if it doesn't make money. Mm -hmm. Well, then it's maybe not a business, but rather a hobby. <laughs> okay. But or, or not a lot of money, let's say. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you know, I also had to remind myself of the, that fact that you just explained that you can only connect the dots in retrospect. Mm. And I'm one of those people who always want to make sense of mm. things and I want them to be meaningful. And so I always try to connect, like, how does this fit mm -hmm. together already beforehand? But it, it just, yeah, I, again and again, I, I realize it just is about trusting that the puzzle mm. pieces will fit together or mm. that as Steve Jobs said the dots will connect mm -hmm. when you look back mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, mm. let's finish on this amazing quote <laughs> Steve Jobs we could talk for another two hours yeah. I'm sure <laughs> we'll do so at the lake I know it's still closed fuck <laughs> we can go to the park We can go to the park. No, thanks, Melanie. <laughs> <You have to close. laughs> Thank you for taking this time after that exhausting week. <laughs> well, thank you for coming all the way to uh, Zurich from Basel. 
and uh, daring to take public transport. I again. know, with a mask. <laughs> and joining me in, uh, yeah, Minerva Lounge. Twice promoting this place. <laughs> yeah, thanks, and uh, let's enjoy the rest of the day. All right, guys, that's it for today. <laughs> let's do a second one. Philosophy meets business. No, Ooh, let's see. <laughs> like that. And thanks for listening. <laughs>